This is the Urban Political, the podcast on urban theory, research, and activism. Welcome to the Urban Political. Your hosts today, my colleague Ross Beveridge. Hello, Marcus. Hello, everyone. And myself, Marcus Kipp. Our puzzle for today's episode is. How can we think about film and filmmaking as urban research or activism? To explore this question, we have three guests with us, all of them urban researchers and filmmakers. Please do check out the show notes for more information about our guests, their fabulous films and other relevant resources. I'm going to very briefly uh, introduce them to you in the alphabetical order of their first names. Nitin Bartler is an architect, artist, and academic currently doing a PhD at ETH Zurich. He co-produced uh, the film Not Just Roads together with Clergios Eduardo Papanicolao. Sandra Jasper is a filmmaker and a junior professor of geography at the Humboldt University of Berlin. And she collaborated with Matthew Gandhi in the production of the film Natura Urbana, The Brachen of Berlin. And Tino Buchholz, an urban sociologist and filmmaker with a PhD from the University of Groningen. And his most recent film is entitled How Poles Became White. In 2011, Tino's debut was the film Creativity and the T Capitalist City, The Struggle for Affordable Housing in Amsterdam. Throughout this following conversation, you will hear after each round of questions, short bits uh, of the amazing soundtracks of the respective films of our guests. And now let's get right into this. Nitin, Sandra, and Tino. How did each of you get into film? Uh, beginning with you, Nitin. Hello, hi. Thanks, Marcus, and th thanks, Ross, uh, for the invitation. Um, so I, I, I would like to think of uh, film as something that's immersive. Um, it allows you to take uh, the audience with you in the field. And it allows to share this privilege of being in places that you are um, with, with the spectators or with, with the audience, uh, transforming them into ethnographers or researchers as well. Um, I, am particularly, uh, I was particularly struck by uh, David Madden's review of um, the film uh, The Pruitt Ego uh, Myth, in which he talks about uh, how Uh, films like Proetico Myth are needed not just to defog our thinking on housing, poverty, and urban change, but also to speak to the emotional um, emotional uh, aspects of urban change. And I think the film kind of does that. Um, so my journey into filmmaking um, was a mixture of chance and kind of um, also goodwill. So I had this ambition while starting my PhD to to use um, uh, uh, videography for uh, uh, my sort of field research. And in, in conjunction to this, I uh, sort of took a course at ETH, uh, which was around 
ethnographic filmmaking, particularly um, with sort of focus on cities. And through that, I met uh, Kleros Papanikolos, uh, who, with whom I, I have sort of made this uh, first film that I just put out. Um, and uh, it was through meeting Kleros, uh, who was actually a filmmaker, that I sort of was able to um, kind of understand and develop uh, sort of sensitivity towards cinema and towards uh, filmmaking and uh, understand this complex process, but also sort of appreciate it. So that's how I, I sort of got into, into this world. Thank you, Nitin. Uh, Sandra, do you want to continue? Yes, of course. Um, while my journey into film uh, has been long and short at the same time, um, I had an indirect journey into film because uh, my oldest and best friend is a screenwriter. And I, because of her, I have quite a large network of film friends, but I never really thought about um, making a film myself or being involved in filmmaking myself. Um, until I uh, started my PhD at the UCL Urban Lab, uh, a kind of interdisciplinary center in London, which I'm sure most um, urban political listeners might be familiar with. And the UCL Urban Lab um, has a specific interest in film. So uh, one of the first films I saw there when I started my PhD was of Time and the City, a film about Liverpool. And uh, for my PhD project, which is about or was about West Berlin, I watched uh, very many films about the so-called island city and got really interested in filmic representations of urban space. And then the active filmmaking started after my PhD. And that journey was, as I said, pretty straightforward because... Um, Matthew Gandhi, who is professor of geography at the University of Cambridge and director of the documentary film I will be talking about today, received an ERC advance grant for a project called Rethinking Urban Nature. And he asked me to join his team as a postdoctoral researcher and also as co-author co and co-producer of the film Natura Urbana, The Brachen of Berlin which is the first film I was kind of actively involved in. Thank you, Sandra. Tino? Um, yeah, my initial moment um, was somewhat of a side effect uh, of my Amsterdam chapter, my PH, uh, part of my PhD, my Amsterdam chapter in 2009, when, yeah, my friend uh, Benjamin Bischoff, who's a professional um, cameraman, um, He asked me, like, what are you doing there in Amsterdam? And uh, I, I was basically um, uh, telling about uh, this uh, historical situation of, of the squatting ban uh, that was uh, about to come after these uh, three decades of civil squatting uh, as this routine procedure every Sunday, like um, people in need of housing would meet uh, and... Uh, help themselves uh, with direct action. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was a, a very civilized uh, context. Um, no, no violence, no uh, conflict really. Um, and uh, this was a very interesting uh, constellation and situation. And um, yeah, uh, of course, uh, I, I told him, yes, please join me. Uh, let's, let's see if the, if the camera doesn't uh, disturb anything. 
but uh, is accepted and adds uh, to it like uh, let's let's simply do it and uh, yeah ever since like uh, he provides me with the self-confidence uh, of a filmmaker without him I, I have not made a film so far so um yeah, and I love his photography and uh, and really uh, picked up to think in pictures uh, and uh, and to yeah to see uh, to see the value like uh, the the added uh, value uh, to to the story and yeah uh, this uh, opening scene of of this uh, civil uh, squatting um, action uh, of our film is definitely the pearl of the film and uh, I wouldn't want to miss it and um, yeah engage with. Uh, him and film ever since. Okay, thanks for that. Um, going a little bit uh, deeper now, so touching on the differences between uh, making films and and writing, which all of you do as academics, what are the what are the differences between the, the two forms? Uh, what can film do that writing cannot, uh, specifically in relation to thinking about urban life and politics? And we'll start with Nietzsche again. Um, uh, thanks, uh, uh, Ross. I, I, I think that's a very important question. Um, and uh, particularly ref reflecting on uh, what Sandra and Tino just said, I think there, there, there are two things uh, mainly. The, firstly, I think um, a film over a text it has a sort of observational potential uh, uh, as compared to a narrative potential of a text. Um, you can invite uh, the viewers and immerse them sensorially into, into the diegetic world of the film, and they can make meaning for themselves. So you don't need to over-contextualize something in a film. You don't need to narrate anything at all, but rather the protagonist and the sort of human and non-human actors sort of speak for themselves in a way in, in a film. And um, it's sort of transformatory in many ways. But I think also to touch upon um, a film as a web of um, web of com competencies or web of uh, collaborations, multidisciplinary collaborations, basically, um, it 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 is. Um, I think it is important to acknowledge that as a researcher, you cannot make a film by yourself. Um, so you need uh, editors, you need uh, producers, you need uh, uh, very. Com competent people um, uh, doing graphics, doing coloring, um, um, who are able to work on sound uh, as a part of the project. And I think Sandra wrote a beautiful paper about it, uh, where she sort of talks about uh, these collaborations that exist in a film, both uh, in front and behind the camera. Um, and uh, I think um, what is important to highlight here is that um, it's not a arithmetic, arithmetic uh, coming together of uh, these different uh, competencies, but rather it's a, a, a mutually constitutive relationship. So uh, in, in, in the film that I made with Kleros, um, I kind of, uh, I was very, it was very formative in uh, how he was sort of editing or how he was um, sort of uh, um, looking at the material and uh, how he was looking at uh, the sound and uh, so, so the visual, visual uh, material and the oral material uh, from the field, it was very formative in how I was also researching while I was in the field. So I think it's, it's uh, transformatory in uh, both these ways uh, for the viewers and for you as a researcher as well. 
Thanks, uh, Nitin. Sandra? Yes, thank you, Nitin. I think uh, you mentioned already uh, several points that I also had on my list, so I'm just going to kind of add to that because I also agree um, the point about the point of uh, film being a kind of teamwork uh, project, a collaboration project, both with the people and um, protagonists in front of the camera, but also with this kind of large, larger team from color coding to sound design to editing um, behind the camera. Uh, although there's also kind of uh, new possibilities now, uh, filmmaking, which is also a very costly undertaking uh, to, to do that, is also with new technologies getting easier to make with smaller teams and on a lower budget. But we can come to that also later on. But I think in, in relation to writing, it's the to me, the biggest difference is that kind of, for me, um, and it's difficult to describe it really, but the audio visual language is somehow a different kind of language, like trying to represent and work with a city's removing image and sound has a, you create this certain rhythm, a temporality in film by editing obviously as well. And uh, you can't always anticipate how audiences will react to this which is probably different from a more kind of uh, standard academic or scientific paper. And what uh, I also uh, really enjoyed about the specific uh, project uh, I did with Matthew Gandhi was um, bringing in different angles uh, of the city, kind of different angles, different scales, different perspectives from close-ups uh, of urban surfaces and insects and plants to shots from uh, vantage points like bridges or root rooftops and also bringing in different temporalities of the cities. A city you can work with time-lapse, night and day or the seasons. Um, when we filmed, we filmed in the summer, although it was uh, raining almost every day. <laughs> uh, you don't really see that because you can use uh, specific methods uh, to kind of uh, change the color of images, obviously, as we mentioned. But you can also bring in historical change through archival footage um, and kind of different uh, mixing different uh, sources as well, old films that you can bring in into a documentary film. And I think the other key point, or there's two more points I, I want to make briefly uh, about the difference. Another point for me in terms of uh, this specific topic of Brachen or wastelands in Berlin is that uh, in a way the documentary film we made is uh, becoming an archive in itself because by documenting the, the city and by filming spaces that are in transformation, in transformation, you also create a kind of urban archive for later on. And um, the wastelands that we filmed in 2015 now have all disappeared, um, which speaks to the kind of uh, pace of change uh, in Berlin at the moment. So it's kind of now a document of what the city looked like in 2015. And the last point I want to make is about um, film and audiences, which I think is an important point 
um, that with film you you can reach different audiences beyond the paywalled uh, scientific paper. I'm not talking about um, kind of maybe more accessible accessible books, but definitely in terms of um, film as a tool of research, you definitely have the chance to meet people at film festivals, but also show the films to schools, to university students, in community centers, um, at theaters. Um, so you, you reach very different audiences and um, you get very different reflections and reactions to the film as well. Thank you, Sandra, for those uh, reflections. And Tino, uh, how, how would you um, frame this, the differences between uh, film and writing in relation to the city? Well, <clears throat> I, don't, I don't like to think uh, of this as a difference. Like, I think it should be uh, possible to do both, like, and, and uh, make a, yeah, a, a go for the, for the match of, of both. I mean, my, my cameraman once um, uh, confronted me with this uh, statement, uh, are you sure that this is not a written essay, but a filmic one? And I basically told him, yes, I am. Um, I mean, the, the, the process of writing, like, uh, just like with music is written, film is written, and um, uh, also uh, text is uh, certainly composed. And um, I mean, my first film had uh, 6,000 6, words, uh, the second one, uh, 9,000, uh, roughly. And uh, while, while it should be clear like uh, the, the, that there's an added uh, dimension uh, of, of all the yeah, the, all the gestures, uh, all the sounds, like uh, all, all the all this uh, situation, uh, the, the 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 smiles, the the sighs, the um, the deep breath uh, somebody takes. I mean, all this uh, con uh, contributes to the, to the atmosphere, like um, uh, that that would require like an extra dimension and and so many words like uh, to uh, to describe it, and it would often be left aside, like uh, because uh, there's no space for such. And uh, but but uh, with film there is, and uh, if we only yeah, I mean my my latest film uh, is on on a subject, um, yeah, let's say uh, melancholy and struggle is the bottom line. It's um, yeah, it's it's a very tempting uh, subject. Uh, like how how do you express this? Uh, how do how you how do you capture this? Uh, how how do you make it strong? Uh, with essayistic film, uh, this is uh, certainly possible, um, and uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, at least I, I have uh, approached it as such, uh, and um, uh, it, yeah, but, and, and I'm convinced uh, that this is the right uh, medium. Like, um, while I, I would struggle to uh, to to, uh, to 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 write this down and to make it hard, a uh, hard facts. I mean, uh, talking about the explicit interest uh, of. Um, of science uh, and and uh, the implicitness um, of uh, of a filmic essay, and uh, so yeah. But also with the, with the first film, like uh, we, we we talk about a, a vacancy, like uh, how how property guardians uh, are, um, yeah, guarding a vacant space. They are treated as if they were not there. Um, of course, like you, 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 you can put it like this, and and you have a picture in mind how how this might uh, might look, but w with film, then again, um, yeah, it's it is obvious, and and you uh, you 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 go on that journey, and uh, it affects you differently. 
so I wouldn't speak of a, of a, of a contrast, but uh, of a complementary uh, re relation that can be uh, very beneficial. Thanks, Tino. You're hearing the title track of Not Just Roads. Let's think. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about um, perhaps the filmmakers who've inspired you all, and, and the way you uh, you work uh, yourselves in in, in film. Uh, which films? Which filmmakers have best captured the urban politically, in, in your opinion? And how have you yourselves tried to capture the urban in your films? So, start with you again, Neaton. Yeah, thanks for that question, Ross. And I, I, I would like to agree with Sandra and Tina, Tina both that uh, there's perhaps a huge diversity in um, uh, sort of the kind of films that are coming out of urban studies uh, as it is constructed, because it's sort of coming together of so many disciplines um, from geography to ethnography. And um, I, I would say like th there's quite a few films that are inspiring that have come out in the recent times, and I would like to say about the Pruitt Ego Myth again uh, by Chad Friedrichs, and of course, Natura Urbana uh, by Matthew Gandhi and Sandra Jasper, uh, but also films like Push that came out last year and um, or two years ago, rather, that was quite transformatory in sort of creating a real debate. Um, but uh, I would say the, the film that kind of inspires my way of seeing films or my way of uh, approaching films is uh, perhaps Behemoth uh, by Zhao Liang. One might say that it's okay, it's not a uh, film that is very directly urban or about urban politics or uh, urban studies, but it's a kind of, um, it, it, it tries to disentangle um, uh, sort of uh, politics of extraction in Inner Mongolia and China. And uh, its intersections with uh, sort of this uh, non-city urbanization. So uh, you have these condominium towers coming up in uh, really near to extractive landscapes in, in Inner Mongolia. You have uh, all kinds of labor exploitations happening there. And the film sort of tries to capture uh, in a very sort of observational way um, the entanglements and um, perhaps the intersections between uh, uh, these divergent strands, uh, so to say. So it's sort of uh, very contemporary in capturing um, processes of extended urbanization. And I think that's that's sort of a segue into the film that I did with Clairos as well, um, in which uh, we are not directly dealing with, um, with a city in particular, or uh, a city space as well. It's sort of um, a very... Um, it's, it's about a project uh, called Bharatmala by the government of India, um, through which they're building 23 kilometers of new highway every day. And that's unbelievable because that pace didn't even exist under the Marshall Plan. So it's sort of um, a, a 
a very outwardly a project to create a, a new urban land to produce new urban land but it it is also a very contested project because um, you have uh, uh, other forms of inhabitation that exist in the territory um, so it's not a terra nullius it's it's really uh, something that is very inhabited uh, by sedentary and non sedentary actors and uh, human and non human actors so the, in the film uh, we try to um, speak about uh, this this uh, big project through uh, talking about one highway in particular uh, close to delhi uh, in which uh, you have a very diverse range of actors you have um, nomadic uh, pastoralists um, who who are talking about um, uh, the uh, almost erasure of commons um, so like a very extensive enclosure of commons you have uh, machines so we sort of try to tell uh, the story of the highway through the machines that construct construct them um and we try to tell them through the life inside the condominiums that are coming up so like these gated condominiums so we we immerse the viewer in 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 that so it's sort of um uh, in the film we we try to uh, somehow uh, stitch a spiral or a puzzle um in which uh, every viewer kind of tries to um, can can create a, a very relativized and a, a, a very personalized story rather than a narrative one narrativized one rather thank you nitin um sandra okay yeah i i think um this could this could really, uh, I tried to keep it short because this could really uh, turn into this uh, film, film nerd uh, conversation for my end because there are so many good examples and so many interesting films. Uh, and for listeners who are interested in, in seeing maybe some lists of films or potential films to watch, uh, as I mentioned earlier, the UCL Urban Lab has a film website with recommendations about films set in an urban context about cities. Um, so I can recommend uh, going to that website as well. And um, yeah, and for me, um, I mentioned um, the film of Time and the City by Terence Davis. Um, and that film was an inspiration in the sense um, that it um, worked with archival material. So that is something we also did for Natura Urbana and um, I really like this possibility now to go back to older films and work with the layering of different kind of film footages. And you get these very different uh, textures of film from kind of early real films to, to video. Um, and uh, it's often sometimes uh, for Natura Urbana, it was quite difficult to in integrate these different um formats uh, into um, a contemporary film. But I find this really fascinating um, how these kind of different film technologies uh, evolved over time and how they also influence the kind of texture of films and, and how they come across visually. And, um, and because I'm uh, researching uh, on my doorstep at the moment, uh, Due to the corona pandemic, uh, I've started to, rather than going uh, uh, far away abroad somewhere to research um, um, some wastelands uh, around my kind of new 
office uh, in Adlershof at the Department of Geography. Um, and uh, I found uh, a wasteland that's now being developed into a commercial zone. And uh, that wasteland was part of uh, a film studio of the 1920s, the Jofa Studios. Uh, now, uh, a recent book refers to the studio as the Forgotten Dream Factory. And I really found this uh, history of these uh, of the studio uh, interesting because there were um, really kind of very political uh, left-wing films were produced there. For example, Kuhle Wampe or Wem gehört die Welt, a film by Slatan Dudov, depicting working class lives in industrial Berlin. So um, I'm kind of going back in time for my inspirations at the moment. And I like this kind of relationship between physical actual places in Berlin and then the history of film in relation to the city as well. Thank you, Sandra. And, and Tino, so how about you? What, what filmmakers uh, for you best captured the urban uh, in a kind of political way and, and how has that kind of inspired your own work? Yeah. I need to say, like, I'm also not going to make the list uh, too much uh, longer, um, uh, dropping too many names, but uh, but two uh, two individuals um, that uh, have inspired me, uh, my Inura mates, um, uh, Lorenzo Tripodi uh, and Mark Saunders. Lorenzo uh, working in this um, collective Ogino Knaus, uh, Florence, Berlin, uh, they are based. And uh, they, they are exploring urban worlds um, in Cuba, Russia, Italy, um, and having this uh, situationist uh, take uh, on, yeah, uh, an essayistic uh, kind of uh, framework. Um, while Mark Saunders, uh, for example, uh, delivered this uh, film, uh, The Truth Lies in Rostock, um, Rostock, Lichtenhagen, north of Germany, um, after the reunification uh, in 92, where the, where the German mob uh, gathered, uh, united uh, against uh, the other, uh, which uh, were uh, Vietnamese guest workers at the Sonnenblum um, high-rise um, building uh, and uh, eventually uh, setting it on fire uh, and uh, yeah, 3,000 uh, people around uh, clapping hands, police watching. I mean, th this was the new German uh, reality uh, at that point and uh, he, he captured that. Uh, on film, uh, very impressive, uh, yeah, uh, tragic uh, and uh, impressive at the same time. But I mean, uh, this is what a documentary film uh, uh, can be about. And um, yeah, uh, so th this uh, this kind of uh, impressed me a lot. And um, yeah, my own take uh, is on conflict. Uh, it's on conflict and, and movement, uh, which I share with these two. Always with a reference to 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 open uh, to open conflict. Uh, but but like in my latest, uh, I mean, open conflict. Actually, open conflict uh, was not uh, so much the case in both in both of my works, uh, since uh, the creative creativity and the capitalist city uh, like. Uh, it, it was this uh, civil issue uh, and, and the con conflict was long solved. Uh, like, I mean, in the 80s, uh, like uh, there, were, there were the clashes be between squatters and the police and so forth. Like uh, from, from 85 on, like uh, this always was this uh, civilized issue uh, when 
they were eviction rounds and the water cannon uh, was was simply like uh, drawing rounds but the squatters were long gone and uh, and they ha had squatted anew and this is how how it went till 2010 and um yeah and uh, but also with how polls became white uh, with the bottom line of melancholy and struggle i'm i'm searching for internal um for of the internalization of conflict like and, and self-limitations like uh, that that do not lead to open conflict but that that, that lead to endless struggle uh, like uh, to multiple struggles uh, in daily life um, uh, multiple jobs uh, multiple ob obligations um, yeah so many uh, moments uh, where where there's uh, sheer uh, where it's more about sheer exhaustion uh, but like uh, not uh, not exactly like a moment to rebel uh, like uh, against what you, you could so many times say and, and uh, our protagonist also makes this point uh, like uh, talking about capitalism while dishwashing for example and uh, so yeah how, how do you how do you trace it uh, like uh, how, how do you trace the limits of, of uh, resistance of, of rebellion this is what we try to do what I try to do and uh, yeah, this is like uh, the uh, the essence uh, of the, of this latest film. Um, how Pulse became white, and this is music from Natura Urbana, the Brachen of Berlin. Filmmaking, in, in my understanding, is also always uh, an act of uh, constructing reality. And uh, I wonder what kind of politics and ethics do you see involved in issues of representing cities, places, people, and certain practices? So... Um, and I also would be interested in hearing from you how you have dealt with such issues in your films. So I, I would um, I would perhaps talk about how I did it in my film, which I initially assumed um, would be quite a short project, but it uh, ended up being a project that spanned two years. And um, it, I was shooting in the field basically for a large part of that time. Um, and uh, that was because um, it, somehow, I think um, the the representation um, in the film, it requires a lot of uh, time being spent with the protagonist. So um, I returned with quite a few protagonists again and again. Um, and I tried to understand what was at stake or what was the contest contestation about and what was really happening rather than um, taking uh, an idea with me and trying to find visuals and uh, sounds that can fit it. Uh, so I, 
I think um, I think in terms of representation, um, it it should uh, it should sort of uh, a film should maybe allow uh, everyday life uh, of these protagonists to play out and allow them agency to to sort of um, develop space in in film um, and uh, develop their own representation in in the film rather than um, uh, sort of um, you instructing the protagonist to be in a certain place or behave in a certain way. Thank you. Sandra, do you want to continue? Yes, to yes to follow our, uh, up on what uh, Nitin just said, uh, I think um, I agree that um, this point about um, building trust and knowing the protagonists is really key and important. And um, in Natura Urbana, we were working um, mainly with other scientists um, and um, I think it was important in this film that um, especially um, Matthew Gandhi the director but also uh, I, um, myself we, we both uh, knew these um, interviewees or protagonists uh, quite well and so we sort of had a shared uh, understanding of um, what we would like to communicate in terms of the kind of ideas around wastelands, but also the ideas around kind of overlooked spaces in city, cities, the enthusiasm for um, plants at the side of the road, weeds and kind of smaller minor ecologies, uh, if, you, if you like. And um, so that was really key and important. And I think um, talking about... Um, The wastelands, uh, we were also asked at a Q&A, I think, or uh, at a commentary some, uh, at some point, uh, why we didn't include a map uh, of all of these interesting spaces in Berlin in the film to kind of locate them um, and pinpoint where they actually are. And um, that gets um, to the point of um, the struggles around these spaces, um, which is quite important with regards to uh, to smaller plots of land, for example, and um, the visibility they get. Um, so we decided against this. We have a list of street names uh, trying to locate um, some of the sites, but also by drawing too much attention to certain uh, spaces um, has this um, ambivalent history in Berlin of um, Yeah, urban pioneering and questions of revitalization. So um, there's an ethics there of um, maybe not drawing too much attention or not the wrong attention to the overlooked, I think, which is an ethical question uh, with regards to the topic of this specific film. And it's not, uh, and I think there was uh, a key point also uh, in making the film um, straight away at the beginning of this five-year research project, because now uh, the wastelands in Berlin were disappearing or are disappearing at a uh, rapid speed. Um, but we're also interviewing a particular uh, generation of scientists with uh, the main protagonist of the film, uh, Herbert Zukop. Uh, who are um, telling us a specific story about the city, um, um, about um, the kind of aftermath uh, of the Second World War. So this is also kind of the last generation who has experienced uh, this 
uh, transformation of the city and the Second World War and its aftermath. Uh, and that's also, in, in, in a sense, a kind of, I felt like a responsibility to give this generation a, a, a voice and have this particular perspective um, at this particular moment in time in the film. Yeah, maybe I just continue. <laughs> um, in terms of representation, of, of course, it's always interpretation. It's like not the truth, but a truth uh, that, that, we're, uh, that we're talking about. And it's the su subjective take. Um, it's, uh, yeah, m my film uh, then in the end, uh, like uh, my take, I, uh, I have the responsibility, uh, like uh, how, uh, how to present uh, settings, uh, uh, characters, um, and uh, the overall narrative uh, and dramaturgy. Uh, my responsibility is, or, or like uh, I have an imagined audience uh, in mind, uh, in my case, that will always be like a, a mix of academic activist uh, art, not so popular uh, in, in the end, uh, like uh, as we also don't engage with uh, voiceover uh, or any other um, overly educational features. Like um, it, it has multiple layers uh, and, and much of it is also to be found between the lines um uh, i'd say um so yeah given these uh, ideal audiences uh, i mean for, for our latest film um uh, the ideal audiences would be uh, not only academic uh, activist art uh, spectrum but like a uh, polish dutch german i'd say um i mean the the, the title how poles became white uh, addresses uh, the the polish uh, situation but it's not uh, it's not only a film about um um poland uh it's it's a film about whiteness about the social um the making of uh, of a social order or a social hierarchy um a center periphery semi-periphery i mean this is uh, like how the discuss uh, discussion goes uh in in, in poland but it's uh, it's all it's also about this uh shock therapy of the 90s uh, like uh, where, where i'd uh, also rework my bi biography because it's also shaped by that coming from eastern germany northeastern germany and um uh, so uh, you you have to demonstrate uh, like uh, that that you yeah that 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 you are aware of the of the context uh, of of the sensitivities um uh, pr uh, yeah protect uh, uh, protect your protagonists uh, at least um, uh, do not betray them do not set them up i mean this uh, this is like uh, the 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 major no go uh, of a documentary film i'd say and um yeah, but uh, like exploring this uh, this uh, uh, social spatial hierarchy uh, of uh, uh, black and white, uh, searching for the uh, shades of gray. Um, yeah, looking east and west in Europe. So it's a, it's a very European film, I, I'd say, uh, with with a bigger message uh, connecting uh, to yeah other works, uh, how how Jews became white, um, how the Irish became white. Um, uh, this uh, this kind of stuff, uh, but like, yeah, what what has uh, ethnicity to do with that? Like, uh, class is also uh, racialized. Uh, in, in gender, we find this as well, and in and in the geography. So, um, yeah, we're talking uh, subjective uh, limits and uh, the political uh, framework uh, as such. And now, music from How Poles Became White. Thank you. 
So thinking, so reflecting back and uh, looking forward a little bit, what difficulties have you encountered as filmmakers uh, who are also academics and activists? Uh, and looking uh, more to the future, how might film be better uh, encouraged and recognised within academia and uh, so that it can be seen more widely as a form of uh, research and activism? Um, so I, I, I would rather start this sort of question with uh, a hopeful ecology that is emerging. Um, and I think Sandra sort of mentioned about UCL Urban Lab uh, early, early into this podcast. And uh, I think um, that is a very interesting space and very important space that uh, a lot of people who are uh, cinephiles kind of try to access uh, and uh, kind of look out for new, new and upcoming uh, filmmakers and researchers making films on urbanization, urban studies, built environment, architecture, etc. Uh, but there's like um, a, a, a lot many uh, new film, newer film festivals that have emerged across the world. Um, so Urban Eye in Bucharest, um, and then there is also. Urban um, urban lens in in India by IHS, uh, and these these are drawing really uh, great crowds and sort of they are also inspiring a new generation of uh, researchers to take up filmmaking as a research and um, um, research and uh, storytelling tool, and I think that is quite hopeful. Uh, however. Uh, I think what's a major stumbling block, and I think uh, Sandra might mention this more in detail later because I'm sort of um, reading this out literally from her paper, uh, which is uh, about uh, how do you um, sort of evaluate um, in tenure positions? How, how, how do you sort of, I mean, for example, in my PhD, I spent quite a considerable time uh, working on this film with Clarus, of course. But uh, um, it, it is not quantified at all uh, for my PhD evaluation. It is something that is aside from the PhD, but not a part of my PhD. So I have to produce a classic monograph still. Uh, so it's, uh, it means that I've been working without weekends since quite some time, uh, which is uh, all right. That is academic life. But uh, then um, can we think of ways of integrating uh, Sort of uh, film filmmaking into um, the curriculum or into uh, how we evaluate academic work or how we appreciate academic work as well. I mean, I, my film, for example, uh, would not be able to get as many citations as a eight thousand, nine thousand word paper would. So, um, what does that mean for my uh, future career as well? That is, uh, I think, something that uh, keeps me up in the night. Thank you, Nitsen. 
Um, Sandra, uh, how, how would you reflect on uh, your experiences and what might be um, uh, pos positive steps moving forward? Yeah. Um, yeah. First of all, I want to uh, follow up on um, appraising the Urban Eye Festival in Bucharest. Um, I went there, um, I don't know, it's probably two, two, two years ago now. Um, and it's an excellent, really uh, well-organized uh, festival with very lovely people um, and great audiences. And um, I can only recommend um, to follow uh, what they're doing. And um, yes, I have a similar uh, kind of perspective as, as Nitin uh, does. Um, it's, it's tricky in a sense. On the one hand, I, I can't say too much uh, and, and Tino might be uh, the best person to talk about this, uh, about uh, getting um, funding to do a film in the first place because uh, I was really lucky to be involved in Matthew Gandhi's ERC project and there was funding allocated by the European Research Council for doing a documentary film which uh, is also uh, a quite rare. Other research councils uh, wouldn't easily do that. So um, um, that really gave us the opportunity to work on a film for almost two years. And um, speaking of the two years, obviously that means um, spending a lot of time uh, aside from the financial resources, uh, paying the team, etc., spending a lot of time on, on filming and editing. Um, so it's a, it's a very time-consuming endeavor, which is also a lot of fun, obviously. Um, so um, uh, I, I would love to do it again, but it also means um, questioning um, this at, in this position of being a, a, in an academic context, working uh, as a researcher and, and making films. Uh, if you do both, it can be really tricky. First of all, as Nitin said, on the on the PhD level, but then also I, when I worked on the film, I had just uh, finished my PhD and then uh, I worked on this film for two years. So um, uh, luckily, uh, I, I now I have a job and I have kind of great uh, a great context to work in. But it's a tricky moment in time uh, right after the PhD to to devote a lot of time. Uh, to a film. So for me, it worked out, but uh, I was lucky in the sense uh, being involved in a bigger research project. So I think we need to kind of think about uh, how film could be part of um, a method that's more acknowledged in, in urban research, uh, filmmaking um, as a kind of not only as a kind of methodological tool, but also as a kind of research project. Uh, output or research project, a collaborative project in itself, and how that kind of uh, rubs with these kind of measurements of uh, impact or measurements of publication citations, how people are evaluated in terms of their academic productivity. I think that raises a lot of more general questions uh, about how that's done anyways, which is as we all know, quite can be quite problematic. So I think, um, as Nitin said, also there's hope in the sense that um, we see these uh, urban film festivals and institutions uh, devoting kind of 
resources towards urban films and also a forum like the AAG Review of Books doing a film review forum and um, the kind of big kind of uh, AAG uh, conference has an, a short film uh, section now. So stuff is happening and um, at the same time, I think some of the tricky questions haven't haven't been fully tackled. Um, so yeah, more more is to be done. Thank you, Sandra. Tino, how was uh, your take on these 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 tricky these tricky questions? Yeah, I fully agree uh, to what's been said uh, so, so far. It's uh, it's more than tricky and and uh, very uh, precarious. Uh, it asks much idealism uh, and self exploitation. Um, even though we we managed to, to get some uh, some funding, it was uh, in the first place uh, always like. Uh, uh on on money like uh, to to kick off the uh, the project so so you invest uh, like in in a possibility and uh later you 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 find uh, co-producers in the first case it was the university of uh, of Groningen um that uh, served as co-producer um, uh, later, it was actually uh, two two uh, former colleagues of mine uh, who 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 did um as um yeah appreciate the first film like uh, and who served as uh, co-producers plus uh, like a grant from uh, from uh, outside but uh, there was still like a uh, lots of own money uh, like um, uh, that that was also uh, needed and in invested because you just uh, raised the, the the standard uh, and the and the ambition also like not uh, editing uh, my, myself like uh, not uh, really engaging with a camera work myself like which would be necessary like uh, to do it i know that nitin does it um uh, and he does a, he does a great job even uh, like also uh, qua sound design uh, i was uh, thrilled um how, how he did that like uh, but this this would be necessary i mean of course uh, if if we only think of the difference uh, academic video or, or video as such and then again uh, the, um, yeah documentary film like um uh, there there's a qualitative um difference uh, in in this uh, and um it, it it does take more uh a recognition um i mean also, in terms of visibility and and, and uh, justification of, of research projects, like uh, also justifying public money and stuff, like uh, and and reaching out uh, to to the to the public to a to a wider audience. I mean, any any bigger research project would deserve like uh, some sort of uh, a short. Uh, film uh, that uh, kind of uh, first serves as teaser and later maybe even uh, as as a longer piece like um, that uh, touches upon the core uh, subject uh, of that research project it should be possible it would be possible if we only uh, think of uh, of yeah these budgets uh, and like some uh, 50k uh, would uh, would uh, would do the job like i mean this is somewhat of an ordinary um, a documentary budget um, and uh, yeah uh, but we're, we're still far away from that like uh, from such a situation um, I, I know that my uh, Mark Saunders um, uh, in London with a spectacle that they, they are uh, going down that road um, and and they are they are trying to to, to play this role, uh, but uh, struggling hard. Uh, it's it's still not uh, taking place. And as also Sandra said, 
um, like yeah, this uh, filmmaking effort is uh, more seen as a benefit, like uh, as an add-on, uh, but um, in the end, uh, it might lead uh, to some publication gap because the film is not uh, recognized uh, as publication, uh, which is a mess. Like uh, which is um, yeah, <laughs> more than tricky, let's say. So yeah, lots of uh, idealism, self-exploitation, uh, and yeah, kind of stubbornness. Uh, I would say to 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 uh, keep keep doing it because I think uh, times are changing. Uh, we're we're living in this uh, visual age, and uh, if uh, social impact uh, is supposed to mean anything, like uh, if if that is uh, like if that does have has uh, has has a value uh, for 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 uh, research ambitions uh, then these two things should go together thank you tino um i just wanted to, so, to open the floor so to speak um, um if any of you want to say anything or, or perhaps you have questions for each other um uh now the, we have a few minutes. Um. Uh, I had one for Sandra. Um, uh, I, I, I just wanted to um, say that uh, I think what for me emerges um, out of this podcast is uh, also the different approaches and uh, the plurality of uh, films in the realm of urban studies that uh, are coming from geography, from um, sort of... Uh, ethnography but also like different approaches archival um kind of you know ethnographic or um so on so on uh but i think uh, for me urban lab has been a really hopeful space where you go and you see this mass of people um really sort of converging to watch films and appreciate films and um you have kind of a formation somehow of uh some sort of funding sources, some um, coming together of uh, different uh, people into setting up some sort of uh, curriculums or uh, coming up with like short courses on filmmaking and so on. So I just wanted to ask, San ask Sandra, because you've been involved there, um, could you like maybe share some experiences from Urban Lab, from inside the Urban Lab? Yes, I'm happy uh, to sh to share some experiences. Um, I think, um, well, one one key fact is uh, obviously there's a direct connection because Matthew uh, Matthew um, kind of set up the Urban Lab and his interest uh, in film is ongoing. He's been writing about film um, a lot, uh, but he's also before Natura Obana, he's uh, made a shorter documentary film called Liquid City um, about Mumbai. So I think um, he really uh, tried to, to kick this off. And, and there's a, a bunch of scholars there and PhD students, postdocs, etc., who are interested in both, in, in, in film screenings and discussing films and also in, in making films. So that you have these uh, connections across different f uh, fields, including film studies, um, which is an obvious uh, field to bring in. Um, so, and then when I started, uh, we had a geography um, 
film group um, and we basically watched uh, one film per week um, uh, in a small room and just had a bag of crisps and chatted about the film. So uh, that was really nice. And it, it had, and over the years now it has evolved um, uh, also, also through the directorship of Ben Kempkin, who, who is kind of taking over from Matthew, uh, the Urban Lab uh, for some years. Uh, he's now stepped down again um, into this kind of, Big collaboration also with the local cinema, the Curzon, um, with film screenings. Um, so, yeah, I, I I'd love to see this happen in Berlin. <laughs> so um, I I try to kind of put some effort into um, maybe working across um, uh, cinema and, and the university because locally here we have such great uh, uh, network still of of cinemas and. People working in film, Berlin has a long tradition in that field as well. So uh, I, I'd love to see more happening around film um, and the urban uh, here at the Humboldt and beyond. Okay, and Tino, it's the last word is for you. Oh my God. <laughs> Um, uh, I don't know if I can say something promising. Like since I am torn apart, uh, torn apart uh, between uh, these two worlds, uh, like uh, uh, science and um, and the, the film world. And uh, yeah, I, I always have this uh, impression um, for 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 science, I'm I'm too arty, and uh, uh, for film, I'm too academic. Uh, even though I would always think the bottom line is uh, is academic or well researched, but like how to really make uh, make sense, um, uh, how how to really bring uh, this together, this is this is an art. Like uh, how to do this, uh, as as we all know, uh, we 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 saw or uh, we can see hopefully like uh, Nitin's premiere uh, in April uh, soon uh, it's 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 a wonderful film uh, i have i have seen it like uh, i i don't know uh, if the premiere uh, is set already uh, but like uh, that's uh, that's definitely a, a wonderful film i recommend uh, sandra's uh, film uh, as well and uh, yeah invite everybody like uh, to to watch uh, how Poles became white Okay, wonderful. Nitin, Sandra, Tino, thank you very much for being with us today. I think this episode really raised the relevance of filmmaking for urban studies and it certainly whetted my appetite for watching more of these uh, emerging films. And uh, we will post uh, several of your recommendations in the show notes for our listeners uh, to watch at a later moment. So thank you all very much. Thanks to you for listening. For more information, visit our website urbanpolitical.podigy.io Please subscribe and follow us on Twitter.